Welcome to We Are Free. I am your host, Becky Morquecho, and you're listening to episode six. This is a podcast about letting go of what we think our lives should look like and the sweet freedom God has for us on the other side of surrender. Today, my guest is Wynne Elder. Wynne lives in Texas with her college sweetheart and their three kids. She's a lifestyle blogger where she enthusiastically talks about helping women live intentional lives. She also runs a wellness community called Haven and Flourish, where she's helped over 6,500 people pursue a lifestyle of wellness through Young Living. It's her passion to see women empowered, free, and living their purpose. I can definitely get on board with that. She loves traveling, exploring new places, being disconnected from Wi-Fi in the outdoors, oat milk lattes, Jesus, gratitude journaling, and kitchen dance party with her three kids. Hi, Wynn. Welcome to We Are Free. I feel like I first need to talk about oat milk lattes just real quick because I haven't had oh, one. Oh f- my gosh. Have you never had one? No. And I feel like I might be missing out on something really good in life. Okay. The best thing ever is an iced oat milk, honey, lavender latte. Whoa. I like I all of those it's things. Sort of complicated, but I started going dairy free about mm-hmm. two years ago yeah. for some health reasons but I love my lattes. And so I was trying to find a dairy-free option and I love coconut milk too. But since oat milk has come on the scene, it is my jam. It's my fave. I'm recently going dairy-free as well. So I'm going to try that. Uh, Try it out. Now that we got (laughs) that covered, um, I first started following when, I don't know how many years ago, but we have similarities in the endometriosis and infertility department. So that's how I originally found her, but it's been so fun to see her over the years, just take her life's challenges and whether it was infertility or other things and sort of just face them with the Lord and help flip the story on those things and empower other women who are maybe facing other things. So it's been so fun to follow along. And I knew I wanted to have Wynn on the show and I had something else in mind, but then she had a post on Instagram recently about counseling or therapy or whatever it is you want to call it. And then I decided, no, I think I want to talk about that with Wynn. Um, This is something she wrote. I just want to start out reading this because I think it sort of sets the scene here. Um, She wrote, most people think only broken in quotes. Most people think only broken people go to counseling, but newsflash, we are all living in a broken world and are in need of healing. And I just love that so much. And there's so much truth in that. Um, And I believe it strongly as well. I think I started going five plus years ago now. Um, But I knew that if Wynn was willing to put that out in the world, that maybe we could talk about this because I think (laughs) women are, I think it's really taboo and I don't quite know why. I think a lot of it is in that statement. People think only broken people go to counseling, but I just wanted to chat about this because I think it would help free up some people. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're here to do today. <laughs> when, why do you think people have, like, there's such a negative, like such a stigma around counseling? I feel like there's so much shame around it. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, it's like thinking about it. It's like, why part of me thinks it's our parents' generation. Like they just have this, like, I'm fine. I've worked through my stuff. I don't need to talk about it kind of mentality that maybe was passed down to us. Mm -hmm. And so we think that. And when I first started posting about going to counseling on the internet, I got so much response and positive feedback from people that are like, nobody talks about this. Like I go to counseling too, or I want to go to counseling, but I don't know. I think there's just like, you're afraid that if you say I'm going to counseling, people will, you're, we're afraid of what we think people will think about us. Does that make sense? Like, if you say, 
you're going to marriage counseling, then people think that like, maybe they think your husband is cheating on you or you're, you know, like you're going through some really hard thing. And it's like, no, we actually are like, we are all broken people. We are sinful people that live in a broken world and we are in need of healing and counseling or therapy or whatever you want to call it is just an incredible tool that the Lord has given us to, I mean, it's just part of it is like sort of like wellness, right? Like you don't just take medicine when you're sick. You want to prevent yourself from getting sick. And so you do some things to help you stay well. It's like counseling. Right. It's sort of the same thing. It's like, totally the same you thing. You don't go to, I mean, but you it's do not as cool as, you know, going dairy free or trendy no, or, right. you know, one of those things. <laughs> it's not, but it's so good and it's so healing. And it's just like, I mean, in me talking about that, I have a young friend that I have mentored for years and she just got married and she, um, set up a counseling appointment with her and her spouse. And it's like, okay, this is not just this thing where you wait till you're at this point of desperation and then you go get help. You Mm -hmm. could actually have a neutral person to meet with before you get to that point, because no one is perfect. None of us live like, you know, perfect Instagram, Pinterest worthy lives. Like Mm -hmm. we have real stuff that is going on behind the scenes and under the surface. Right. And so, um, having like a neutral person to be able to talk, whether you're going with your spouse or your partner, or you're going by yourself, I actually go by myself and I go Mm -hmm. (laughs) with Steven. Um, so I'm (laughs) a fan. Yes. Sometimes it's like both in the same week. I'm like, that was a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I remember, um, a friend of mine, I was over at her house. I was returning a book that she had let me borrow and we're standing there. She's like stirring something in her pot. She's cooking for dinner and I'm standing there and I was at a point in my life where I had so, I was just like, I felt like I was at a breaking point. I felt like I had so much going on and like on my heart and she's just nonchalantly talking about what they did in therapy and what she learned and all this stuff. And all of a sudden I just felt like unlocked, like, Oh, she's just talking about it. Like it's no big deal. And mm-hmm. she's one of the people mm-hmm. in my life that sort of like just kept doing that over and over. And I ended up going eventually, but I loved like the fact that it was so nonchalant. Like it made me think like, okay, maybe this isn't such a big deal. Um, yes. Like let's normalize counseling and not make it this stigma and this like quote unquote bad thing. It's an incredible tool. And just because you go doesn't mean anything about you, but you are like a person who's open and willing to work through your crap. Right. And like, that's a good thing. That's not a bad yeah, thing. Right. How long ago we were chatting before? I know you're not quite sure. How long have you been going to counseling? And I did, know I'm like <sighs> years. Not, yes. Years. Not probably, okay. probably, probably off and on for over 10 years. Okay. Um, I think I started going when we were struggling with infertility, actually, I mm-hmm. think that's when I first started going. And I will say like, I've been to so many different counselors. It, it, and this is, I think what holds a lot of people back from going mm-hmm. is maybe they had a bad experience one time, or they didn't really connect with their counselor. And so they just give up. So my encouragement would be like, if you go to somebody and after a couple sessions, you're not feeling it, mm-hmm. find somebody else. And, and it's exhausting to, you know, whatever, but it is so worth it. I've been to Christian counselors. I've, I think I've mostly been to Christian counselors. Maybe one time went to someone who was not technically like a Christian counselor. Mm-hmm. I've done all different kinds of therapy. I've done EMDR, which if you've never heard of that, just Google it. <laughs> you can learn more about it than me explaining it, but it basically like reteaches your brain how to, uh, 
it's like takes your traumatic memories and mm-hmm. you can re you know what I'm trying to say rewire. Yeah, um, no, I've, I've rewire mm-hmm. your brain. Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, and I've just done talk counseling. I've done all sorts of different kind of therapy. What but, do you, what do you like the, not, what do you like the most? Like it's a favorite kind of ice cream, but like what? Yeah. Well, I think, it, I think like in season is different. Mm-hmm. Right? Like when I did EMDR, I was really trying to work through something that from my past that nothing else had really helped with that that was huge. And I did it for a season and then I felt some freedom from it. Mm-hmm. And so, well, actually then when I got pregnant with rivers and had her, I took a little break because it was just really emotional, um, that kind of therapy. And mm-hmm. then the counselor that I go to now, I is probably my favorite. And, um, I don't want to say like she gives me homework, but she gives me tools. So we'll be in counseling and she's like, have we ever done Da, 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 before I'm like, no, let's do that. So actually this, this week I was in counseling and, um, we did an exercise where I like closed my eyes and she sort of walked me through, um, walked me through this experience of connecting with this different part of me. Mm-hmm. And I've never done that. And so I, I like where I'm at now. I like having tools. I like actually seeing, like I left counseling that day feeling so different and feeling like I heard from the Lord in it. And, um, so yeah, this is what, what I'm doing now has been my favorite for sure. I love the homework too, but I'm also an Enneagram one. So give me something to do. (laughs) That's almost to a fault. I remember the first time I was in counseling and I was just like pouring it all out because you start somewhere, you know, and she's looking at me and I'm like, okay, so what do I do? You know? And I literally said that I'm feeling anxious. She's like looking at me. She's like, we're just going to sit with that for a minute. And like, that's my natural tendency that isn't always good is like, I'm going to try to do my way out of it, but it's more about like, let's uncover and see what's here. Um, and I think it's really, yeah. Like helpful for someone to be like, well, what I'm hearing you say is da 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 da. And I'm like, yes. Like I couldn't put into words. I couldn't take all those pieces and make it and understand how I'm actually feeling. Cause as an Enneagram seven, <laughs> which you being married to a seven, maybe uh-huh. you know, this feelings are really hard. Yes. Like I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm mad. I'm joyful. Like, so having somebody be able to sort of take my jumbled mess of thoughts and help me navigate how I'm actually feeling and why I might be feeling that way. And then what to do with those feelings has been really helpful. It's sometimes I say like, I feel like I'm just paying to have a conversation with a good friend, like with someone who will just like listen Mm -hmm. to all of my junk (laughs) and help me process it. I think that's one of the things that maybe like for me uh, before I went, I felt like, Oh, and maybe some listeners are feeling this way themselves. Like you feel like, Oh, I can figure this out myself. Why do I, why do I need to pay somebody who is just like a good friend? Why don't I just talk to a friend? But for some reason, it's so different just having a professional, somebody who's like studied this and knows it and lives it with so many people that, like you were saying, to have her like look at me and say, you have chronic anxiety. And I'm like, yeah, I do. Like for some reason, there's freedom in that. Like I felt like I'm not weighed down by trying to figure it out. Just like her acknowledging that to me, like, I don't know why, but it like releases all of this junk and stuff that you feel like is like a burden on yourself. Um, so yes. yeah, even if it does feel like, Oh, why am I going to go pay somebody who's just going to like, listen to me talk? Because I don't know, there's something special about it. There is. And my counselor that I currently, both our counselors that we go to currently are trained in Brene Brown's mm-hmm. 
um, daring way stuff. And so there's just, I love, I super connect with that. And so there's a lot of great resources and tools and exercises that they have both our marriage counselor and my own counselor have yeah. done with us that have been helpful. Yeah. What are, not that we have to steal money away from your counselor, but what are some of the tools that you like you've used that are helping you or something current that you're doing? Yeah. So like this week when we were, we were walking through this exercise and it's basically, we have like our core self. Um, but have you ever said, I'm sure we've all said this phrase like, well, like a part of me really wants to, or a part of me. And that's where this exercise or this idea came from. It's like, we have these different parts of us. And so I got to go through this exercise where I connected with one of those parts of me okay, um, and sort of finding like a safe space in that and hearing the Lord talk to me and talk to that part of me. So now when I get to this and the part of me that we were talking to is the super anxious, stressed out part of me. Yeah. Um, and so now I feel like I heard from God. I know who I am. He spoke to that part of me. And now when I get to that space, I know what triggers me. I know how I feel in my body. I know what I'm thinking. And now I have a tool to like, if I could just close my eyes for 30 seconds and get back to that place and know like the truth of the core of who I am, then hopefully, and this was just a couple days ago. So I haven't gotten to like really use this yet. Um, remember and be able to walk forward in that, like in health and not getting stuck in that pattern. Yeah, that's good. It's also hard. I feel like maybe that's one thing that makes people shy away. It's like, it is work. It's a lot of work to like go in. I feel like you have to be ready. Like nobody's going to make that decision for you to go to counseling or go to therapy. And it might be on your mind, but like, unless you're like ready to do the work. Yes. Cause even to take that tool, like that's, it's heavy and it takes like, it's good tool, but you gotta like make the space and time for it. Yeah. I mean, I leave counseling sometimes just really exhausted mentally And it's like, because of the work that's going on in my brain. Um, so yeah, you do have to be, you can't, you can't be in a place of like, I'm fine. Everything's great in my life and nothing's going on. And you have to be in a place of, and I think a lot of people go to counseling from a place of desperation. Right. And then hopefully it can turn into just like a rhythm that you do. Like I go to count, we go to marriage counseling once a month and I go to personal counseling about once a month too. So it's just sort of like, you know, like when you first start, maybe you go every week or you're going more right. frequently and then you can get to a point where it's just sort of like, it's just, it's just your rhythm. It's just sort of like what you do. Mm-hmm. Does, was your husband on board with going to marriage counseling? Yeah, I think he was. I mean, we started going when we moved to where we currently live and we've gone through a couple of marriage counselors okay. and we, the guy we've been with, we've been with him, I don't know, maybe close to two years. And, um, I mean, I think still like we actually sat down in August before the kids started school, looked at the calendar and we set up our counseling appointments once a month. Like we already set up all of them for the whole entire fall. Um, and so we were on the same page. Like we picked a day that worked for us when we first started going, we made it like our, our day date Mm -hmm. and we would go on Friday mornings and we both work for ourselves. So we had the flexibility to do this, but Mm -hmm. we would get a babysitter, go to breakfast and then go to counseling. And it just sort of became this, like, so we, what I'm saying, I guess, is we made it, even though counseling isn't always fun, we made it something that we got to do together. And we looked forward to like, okay, we're going to go to breakfast or go to coffee. And then we're going to go to counseling. And then we had time in the car since we were drove together to sort of process that on the way home. Yeah. Um, I honestly think that our marriage counseling is more for him. I mean, it's for us, but 
it's, that's like his space to really process. Right. Um, and so I, I think it's good for us because it's good for him. Mm -hmm. And like, I, yeah, because I go on my own and he doesn't go on his own Mm -hmm. that when we go together, it's, it's a really, it's really great for him. Yeah. That's so cool. What, like, how do you think it's helped your marriage? I I think, I think, yeah, in certain times when we've gone, it it has been because we were in a really hard place. Mm -hmm. Um, but then sometimes too, we also get to go and like celebrate and we get, so it's like, I want to, I want to say like, it's not just all bad. Like we didn't go this summer because we were traveling. So our first time back, it was a lot of like celebrating, Hey, this is how we got away together. This is how we've connected. This is how we've whatever. It's not every time we go, isn't all crying and like intense experiences, but it's given us a lot of tools, mostly communication. Mm -hmm. I would say, um, I think that's probably one of our biggest issues is just communicating. And it's nice to have sort of like a, like a mediator, but like somebody else to be like, not on his side, not on my side. And I'll be honest, when we started going to our current guy, I said, he was like, what are your, um, what are you nervous? You know, like, do you have any concerns as we go into this? I'm like, yeah, I'm sort of concerned that you're a guy because we had gone to mostly women together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I'm afraid that you were going to be like on his side. Cause you're a guy. And he was like, I thank you for like expressing that concern to me. And, and it is, you know, it's not like that at all. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, um, so when you go for yourself, has it always been a woman? Yes. Okay. This yeah. is, yeah. I, for some reason, for no, me, it- I, actually, I think, I think one time when I went our church where we used to live had uh-huh. offered free counseling. Okay. Um, and I think, I went to one of our men pastors a couple times. Yeah. But mostly women. Yeah. When talk to me about, um, I know we've talked a little bit like laid out what it sort of looks like or what the, your counselor has like asked you to do or given you tools, but like for somebody who's never gone before and we just have this idea from the media or movies or yes. TV shows, sitting like, on the couch, lay on or whatever. couch and like <laughs> cry. Um, tell me what it's really like. <laughs> Yeah. So hilariously, the counselors I go to share an office. So I'm in the same office when no matter which one of them I'm seeing. Um, and their office is like, yeah, the, the blinds are closed. Like it is sort of dark in there and there is a couch, but you're not laying on the couch. Right. I um, pretty much always bring in like coffee or water or sometimes a snack. Like I get comfortable. Mm-hmm. I take off my shoes. Sometimes I bring my, typically I bring like my journal or something to take notes, or maybe I've made notes mm-hmm. before of like this. These are some things I don't want to forget to discuss. Um, but yeah, it's super, I mean, I guess it was probably intimidating at the beginning, but now it does not feel intimidating at all. Yeah. It feels like you're just going to talk, you know, going to talk to, to a friend. Yeah. No, that's something that I do anytime I have, um, I kind of have gone on and off over the years as well, but anytime I am going, like I make notes in my phone, like, Hey, you're paying for it. Like you want to make the most of it just like anything in life. But I feel like that for me is a really great way to feel like, Oh crap. Like I forgot to talk about this huge thing that's really on my heart, but we went like off in this direction. So I think that that's, um, a really good point that you brought up to like make notes, uh, before you go in so that you can cover the things you really want to talk about. And I also, something that I've gotten in the habit of doing is when I leave, I leave a voice memo for myself Mm. on my phone and I just like spill my guts about everything I remembered about. Sometimes I'll take notes while we're in the session, Mm -hmm. 
Um, if they say something really profound or I'm like, Oh, I don't want to forget that. I'll write it down. I'm Mm -hmm. a huge fan of taking notes, but when I leave, I leave a voice memo for myself just for me. Like nobody else listens to it. It's just me. But then I can sort of look back and see progress of like, Oh my gosh, I forgot. I was like totally dealing with that a year ago and look how far I've come. So I would, that's just a little tip that I would encourage people to do. I like that. I like that one a lot. Uh, what are some things? So you said you went for infertility or like, that's kind of what drove you to go in one season of your life. Do you feel like, so you and your husband go regularly, even if like there isn't a big issue or something hard going on, do you go regularly if there's not something hard going on or do you kind of go in waves with it? Yeah. Well, I think ever since I started going to the counselor by myself that I'm currently seeing, I've gone consistently. Mm -hmm. Um, I took some time off the summer cause I was traveling, but yeah, I'll go and then we'll make an appointment for the next time. And there have been times where I went maybe like every two weeks and now we're about at every month. So I, yes, I still go. I still, I really actually do look forward to it. Sometimes I'm like, what am I going to talk about in counseling today? And sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many things I want to talk about. So I guess my encouragement would be, even if you feel like I don't really even know what I'm going to talk about, like something always comes up. And the first time back after the summer, um, the whole time we basically just celebrated like the growth that I've experienced and it was good and it was happy. And it was like, it was good for me to pause and have an hour or 50 minutes or whatever to actually think through the growth that I've experienced, um, you know, over the past couple of months and have somebody be like, yes, I remember and sort of celebrate that with me. So just to paint that picture of it, like it's not always, but then this past time I did cry and it was emotional and we did go through this extra, you know, right. there, there were things that we talked about in the spring that like, okay, we're going to sort of start working through your people pleasing issues. And we just every, you know, other things would come up that, mm-hmm. okay, now finally months later, we're actually dealing with, you know, these issues that, you know, that we all have things that we struggle with that are going to be like this side of heaven. We are always going to struggle. We're never going to get to like, yay, I don't, I like never want to please people. Like, no, it's just my bent. Like that's just Mm -hmm. part of who I am. And so to get tools to help me not just like survive my life in that sense, but to thrive in it. Yeah. I'm always going to need more of that. Yeah. No, I agree. Are there, do a lot of your friends go to counseling? Is this something that's like the norm in your circles? What do you say? Um, no, (laughs) I mean, some, but definitely not everybody. I mean, I, I, well, I do a lot of times see people that I know when I'm leaving or going to counseling, like just from our community. Mm-hmm. And, um, I feel like some counselors like want you to go out the back and they like, or like people that go to counseling, like they want to go out the back and they don't want anyone to see them. And I've never been like that. I've always been like, I don't care who sees me here. Like that just shows me if I see somebody or they see me, it shows me like, we're actually willing to like work through stuff. I ran into a friend in the hall recently and she was like, Oh my gosh, have you ever done that? I mean, we just both started like, and then we went to coffee and we talked more about our experiences in counseling. And so that was such a gift because it's just the enemy wants us to feel ashamed and wants us to not be seen there and wants no one to know that we go and do that. And I think my point and talking about on Instagram and now having this opportunity to talk to you is like, no, it is not a shameful thing. It Mm -hmm. is. No, it is not. And so let's not be ashamed. Let's talk about, I mean, count friends of mine who are counselors. Every time I post about that are like, thank you so much, Mm -hmm. like for sharing and for normalizing it because it should be normal. It should be something that 
we talk about and that people do and not this like scary thing to admit that you go to counseling. Right. And vulnerability breeds vulnerability, just like I was standing in my uh-huh. friend Amy's kitchen uh-huh. while she's making dinner and she's talking about counseling all nonchalantly. I was like, oh, if you can do that, I can do it too. And yes. like you said, I think you said earlier, like the more you talk about like, oh, you find out all these other people are doing it. Like it is some, it's just so funny to me in this day and age when like we know a lot about people's lives because of the internet and social media. And like people are sharing so many different things that I feel like it's still sort of taboo. Like they still, I feel like there's yeah. still that stigma. Like we can share about all these other hard things, but like people don't want to admit quote unquote, like it's a bet, like, right. They're shame, ashamed of it. Like admit yes. that you yes. go. Um, but I yes. feel similarly to what you're saying. Like the more I talk about it, the more people are sharing similar stories too. And well, it, it's like the saying, like what you said, I love that vulnerability breeds vulnerability, like hurt people, hurt people, but free people, free people. Yeah. And so like, we want to be free. Like we're all hurt. Like we're all hurt. And so if we can work through our hurt to get to a place of freedom, then we have such an opportunity to help free other people. Right. And so it's like, ah, this is just, <laughs> it's so good. So good. Are there any other tools? Like you mentioned something that you've been using or you just learned recently, like are there other life lessons or of course there's life lessons. What has stuck with you the most? I guess I want to ask like throughout your years of going to counseling, what things do you keep coming back to? Or like, Oh, I learned that I know how to use it. Or man, I learned this lesson the hard way. Like what has stuck with you over the years that you've learned from counseling? That's so good. I feel like my personality is so like, I just keep going ahead and like makes, I have to like stop and really think about, okay, like what have I learned? I think I've just, I've grown into the person that I was created to be and like being secure in my identity. And I feel like there was a long time that I thought like what you said in the intro, like I, the shoulds, the yeah. like, oh, well I should be this and I should do this. And I, da, 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 da. and it's like, no, like, I feel like counseling has really helped me. Don't, you know, I always say like, don't should yourself um, recognize that who I am is not what I do or what I can produce, but who I am is like who God created me to be. And that is the person that people, that is, I don't know. Like, I feel like for a long time, I thought, um, people only liked me or wanted to be around me for what I could do for them or Mm -hmm. for, you know, whatever. And not like for who I actually was. And so some of that, like, so this is a great example for that conversation that I had a couple years ago with friends. They were like, when, like I was with a group of friends, we would meet consistently on Monday nights. And I remember one week they were like, when we don't really care about all these things that you do, like, we just like you for who you are. Yeah. Um, so I could take that conversation that I had with friends and take it into counseling. And then I could take what I learned in counseling and take it back to my friends. And so like, there is this thing of like, okay, maybe I'm not just talking about these issues in counseling, but I'm also processing, processing them with the people that I do life with every day that are like in my tight knit inner circle. Yes. And those things only like help each other. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. I love that. I think that's really good. Um, it's like strengthening. You're not just healing and doing these things for yourself, but you're able to pull them and uh, not apply, but like share them with your friends and who knows in a good way, like what they take from it and heal from yeah. and, and just like when, you, when you're learning new things, like just like I used to teach a high school Bible study, I learned way more being the teacher than just like being a student. Like yeah. when you're learning something and you take what you've learned 
and you share it with somebody else, it like sinks down more into who you are. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's some accountability there, right? Like, well, remember, like you were working through this with counseling and you have tools and don't forget. And so I think there's such a good sort of marriage in that of like going to see a professional, but also being able to process, like I tell my close, my inner circle currently of where I live, mm-hmm. every time I go to counseling, they're like, what'd you learn in counseling? Like, let's process through it. And, and we're always processing through that. And so I think they just work really well together. Mm-hmm. I love it. What has counseling done for you as far as like being a mom? Like how have you applied or shared with your kids? And oh my gosh. Not like you're going to tell well, your kids like <laughs> everything that you went through in counseling, but you know yeah, what I but mean? I feel like the, the, even just like the communication stuff of like how you talk to somebody and instead of like being defensive about something, you, you approach a conversation through like, now, like, I know you probably didn't mean to hurt your sibling, but let's talk, you know, like just the language that I've learned. I feel like I, our natural bent as humans is if somebody comes to you and they're, you know, they're hurt or offended by you. It's like you, our natural bent is to be defensive. Right. Like I didn't do that. And how would, how dare you instead of like, Oh my gosh, I did not intend to hurt you. I'm so sorry. Like, tell me how I can make it right. And Mm -hmm. I, that is something I've learned a lot through counseling is how to deal with conflict, um, from like a healthy place and from like a listening space. And so even like just taking that to my kids and how I parent and like having grace with them and wanting to, to walk them through healthy conflict, healthy resolution, like even with themselves, with each other as siblings, um, and I think that'll only continue as we go. And they're going to grow up being like, oh, it's normal that people go to counseling. And so hopefully they'll go, you know, like we all joke like, oh, well, I'm saving money for my kids counseling fund because I'm just screwing <laughs> them up. Like, yeah, we're all going to mess up and right. we're all there are going to be things that we all deal with that we're going to have to work through. And our kids included, like we're not perfect and they're not going to escape childhood and be like, it was amazing. And nothing bad ever happened to me. Like there's going to be a reason for them to go too. And so for them to see that it's normal and that it's encouraged, I hope when they get older will be helpful for them. Mm-hmm. Instead of maybe it being taboo from the generation before yeah. us, of like everybody's yeah. got their stuff together and, you know, behind closed pretty doors and white picket fences. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Welcome to our mess. Mm-hmm. We do not have it all together. <laughs> right. When, uh, if somebody is listening and they have maybe thought, maybe I need to go to counseling or therapy or I need help or whatever it is, or they're not like, again, it doesn't always have to be some desperate situation, but if something has like been right. on their heart, like what would you encourage them to do? How did you go from knowing you needed to go to actually going? Yeah. So, um, first I would suggest people ask around like in their local community, maybe you ask it. Sure. I mean, if you go to a bigger church, maybe they actually offer counseling Mm -hmm. services or like where we live, there's like a couple of big counseling firms. And so I would go on that counseling. I would first ask if anybody had any, and people text me and ask me this all the time now that I put it out there. Right. Um, who do you go to? Like, where should I go? I really want to go to counseling. So asking around, um, was huge. Like my, one of my good friends in town is a counselor. So I always go to where she recommends because she has relationships with other counselors, Yeah, but go even going on the website and like reading through their specialties or maybe some of their story. Like there's always been something that I felt like connected to somebody in some way. And so it's like, I don't know, 
that like gut feeling sort of of Mm -hmm. like, okay, I think that this person would be a good fit for me. And then you just make an appointment and that's the scariest thing. Mm -hmm. Just calling and just, you just have to start. And maybe that person isn't your forever perfect, amazing counselor, but at least you started and then you can move on if you need to. And don't feel like one of our really great counselors when we first moved here, uh, we loved her marriage counselor. And then she moved and we were like devastated. Um, but then we found somebody that was even better for us. And so God's just like that. And he does that, but you just, you have to put it out there. You have to do your research, um, be willing to ask other people Mm -hmm. in your town for suggestions and just see where it leads you. Yeah, that's good. That's how I found mine too. This friend, Amy, I keep talking about, she's always talking about counseling. So I just take all my notes from Amy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it's great. I've gotten incredible things because of it. Uh, when have you read any books or have any counselors that you've seen, like recommended any books for you that have helped you along the way? Okay. I'm a huge Brene Brown fan. Mm-hmm. Are you a Brene Brown mm-hmm. fan? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I'm obsessed with um, the gifts of imperfection. Um, Daring greatly. I love both those books. I did part of like one of her courses online one time, but those are definitely like the first ones that come to mind Mm -hmm. when it comes to like, and I read a lot of like personal growth books, but a lot of those are more geared towards like business. But I, yeah, I think Brene is a great place to start. Yeah, I think so too. Good call. Um, when last thing I like to ask everybody, um, outside of where we can just follow along in your life of which we'll get to, but what have you been set free from in counseling? Yes. But like via Jesus in counseling, what do you feel like you have been set free from? I mean, I feel like it's, I've been set free, but there's still more freedom to come is just is shame. Honestly. Um, I feel like that is, that's probably what sent me to counseling. That's what keeps me in counseling. Just wanting to let go of this shame of, not being perfect or past mistakes or things that have happened to me. Um, and just be, be free from that, be free from this expectation of who I'm supposed to be and who other people think that I should be and being who I am and who God created me to be with all my unique (laughs) giftings and passions and parts of my story and pieces of me that God created, um, just being free to be that person and not being shamed into being this person that I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. I have, I have a free tattoo on my arm. Oh, I didn't know that. That makes yeah. me happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where can people follow along, uh, your sweet, cute family and just everything that you're up to? We'll have yes. it in the show notes um, too, but Yes. Winelder.com. Um, when elder on Instagram is sort of my, all my personal stuff and then Haven and flourish.com and Haven and flourish on Instagram is my wellness community. Awesome. Thank you so much, Win, for coming on the show. Thanks for and having you, Becky. Thanks, it was so fun. Yeah. Thanks for opening up this topic and hopefully more women find that freedom too. Yes. I'm praying for that. <laughs> Again, don't forget to check out the show notes where we have all of the info and links and resources we talked about in the show. You can go to beckymorquecho.com, B-E-C-K-Y-M-O-R-Q-U-E-C-H-O.com. Thanks for listening in.